For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, Colts fans. This is the Believe in Indianapolis Colts podcast. I'm your host, Jake Arthur, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Never miss an episode of the show by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. We'd, of course, love it if you'd give us a five-star rating on iTunes if you're enjoying the show, and please review as well. Thank you for joining me, guys. On today's show, we've got Teron Davenport from ESPN to tell us all about the Tennessee Titans and this matchup with the Colts. The Colts, of course, visit Nashville to take on the Titans this week on Thursday night football. The Colts dropped last week's game against the Baltimore Ravens, which put them at 5-3, and three, and the Titans won, which put them at 6-2. and two. This is a huge matchup now because the Colts could hop back to the top of the AFC South with a win Thursday but the Titans could really start to put some distance between the two teams with a win of their own. The Colts face the Green Bay Packers the week after, and then the Titans again the week after that. So again, this is an enormous week for the Colts' chances at winning the division. As it currently stands, the Titans are the AFC's number four seed, and the Colts are at number nine and technically out of the playoffs if they started today. Before we move forward, let's hear from our sponsors. The NFL season is in full swing. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. This Colts-Titans matchup is really, really close right now, with the Titans as narrow one-point favorites, so we'll see how the spread shifts between now and game time. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now let's go ahead and kick off the show again with our interview with Teron Davenport, who covers the Titans for ESPN. All right, Colts fans, we've got Teron Davenport here from ESPN joining us. Uh, here, going to break down this Colts-Titans matchup. How are we doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing really well, man. Appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Glad to have you. I, I knew uh, when I was talking to you at Lucas Oil last year, we didn't we didn't really know this is what the matchup would look like this year. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. A little bit different, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, hey, it's Thursday Night Football. I'm excited that we'll still be able to watch and break down the game. So it's it's uh, just make the best of the, uh, of what you can. Most definitely. We still got football. Uh, so talking about this Titans team, uh, this is obviously a pretty good Titans offense, ranking pretty high overall in uh, overall offense, rushing yards, and points. 
Uh, but how yeah. has this offensive line performed specifically with Jack Conklin leaving in free agency and now with Taylor Lewan banged up? Well, you know, they've found a way, and that's really the, the, the best way that you could put it. Lewan going down, obviously that was not a good thing for them. Tyson Brelo has come in, and you look at going against the Steelers, pretty solid job. You didn't really hear much out of Bud Dupree. The Bengals game, it, you know, it wasn't all on him. There was pressure coming from Dennis Kelly's side a few times, but it just the offense just wasn't on point. And then you look last week, or earlier this week, Sunday, against the Bears, Khalil Mack was relatively quiet. And I'm not going to say that was solely because of Sam Brayo, but the fact of the matter is you didn't see a huge game out of some premier pass rushers. And they were going against Sembrello quite quite a bit. So that's something to, to definitely hang your hat on for the Titans. Dennis Kelly has done a solid job as well. They didn't really lose much going from Kelly to Conklin from a pass pro perspective. The rushing attack, Conklin, is, is he's outstanding when it comes to run blocking. So it scaled back a little bit, but Derrick Henry is the leading rusher in, in the NFL, and they are in very good shape as far as when they want to go shoe to shoe and run the football, they could still do that. Yeah, I was going to say, Derrick Henry's doing quite well, and Ryan Tannehill's not getting killed, so I, I can't say there's probably too much to complain about there. Uh, one, one thing I always think about when I watch this Titans team, at, at least since last year, that Ryan Tannehill to A.J. Brown connection, especially on those in-stride yards after catch passes, that's just deadly. Have you noticed any common denominator like that? Like, is it against soft zones, or is it just – A.J. Brown is is really fast and athletic and, cre and can create those extra yards. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I wrote a little bit about A.J. Brown and just how he's trying to become a more complete receiver. And what you start to see is teams came down and they played him a little bit more closely, but he's still able to get off the line and get that running, uh, that cornerback just kind of in that trail technique somewhat mm -hmm. going across the middle. And it's, it's still allowing him to catch the ball, accelerate through the catch and get those yards. And I, I think it's just a testament to what he's been able to do as far as being able to get more sudden at the line of scrimmage, because as I said, they're starting to play him closer. But then they're also doing a good job of mixing in other things as far as making him more of a vertical threat. And I actually asked Frank Reich about that, and he complimented A.J. Brown and Tannehill. In fact, he said they're emerging as a very dangerous duo but he said A.J. is playing lights out. And, look, I, I, I'll admit, the early 90s, I loved the Bills. I, I really enjoyed watching Frank Wright, you know, had that comeback. So I had to ask him. You know, I asked him about Andre Reid and just how he was so good at yards after the catch and how teams start to switch up. And, and then they countered with making him more of a deep threat. And he said that it's exactly what happened. You know, you see a guy that's, uh, a guy that gets across the middle and, you know, a yards after catch, they tend to, to close down and, and play them up close at the line of scrimmage. But then if you can make them pay by getting vertical and, and making plays down the field, you're giving defenses two things to worry about. So I thought it was pretty cool that Frank Reich actually saw exactly where I was coming from and, and, and agreed. And uh, that's, that's what you're seeing on the field, though. Uh, Andre Reed was a Hall of Famer, yards after catch, and, I'm not saying A.J. Brown's a Hall of Famer, but he's one of the best at it right now. 
Yeah, I mean, he's looking good so far. And I can tell you, I'm I'm sure Frank enjoyed that. I, I know he likes pulling on, on those old memories. And oh, yes. He likes, he likes talking that wide receiver nuance, too. So I'm sure he enjoyed that. Um, continuing with with these pass catchers, um, maybe we're maybe we're on the cusp of it or just a season away. Maybe it's a, a nice postseason run. But Jonu Smith, uh, he's quietly kind of establishing himself as one of the better young tight ends. What have you seen from him in his development in these last couple of years? Well, he's another one that presents a lot of yards after the catch. That's something that he brings, man. I mean, he's what you call an angry runner. Mm-hmm. And, and then in addition to that, he's very reliable in, in the receiving game. He's someone that, that runs Chris Routes. He's someone that Ryan Tannehill fully trusts. They actually spent some time together in South Beach during the offseason. They had two to three throwing sessions per week while they were down there. And that chemistry just really started to grow even more. I mean, you saw it in the Ravens game last year, how Tannehill trusted them for that touchdown. Hey, you're seeing that this year, six red zone touchdowns by uh, John Smith. That's something to, to, you know, spotlight, but it, it, it's not just fades in the end zone. It's, you know, one step slants, catching the ball in traffic, spinning off a tackle and diving in the end zone. These are the things that you're seeing him do. And I think it also is a testament to Arthur Smith, who is coincidentally the former tight ends coach, who I talked to multiple times when he was the tight ends coach. And he always raved about John Smith. So it's it's no wonder that he's really shining now that that Arthur Smith is the OC. And he's designed a lot of plays. You'll see John Smith move around. He'll line up in the backfield. Sometimes he'll line up in the slot. He'll be flexed. He'll, he'll be in a wing. He'll line up all the way out wide. These are all things that they do, and that's to give him the ball because that whole offense, that coaching staff, that whole team, period, really trusts him in the red zone and anywhere else on the field. Yeah, con- considering what they had in Delaney Walker and all the things they could do with him, the the timing of Smith's development and just all the things they can now do with him, it, it just seems absolutely perfect because you know now, now they don't have to – have to rely on on Walker, who was older and banged up. You know, now Johnny Smith is is their guy. Uh, flipping this to the other side of the ball, the Colts really don't have any consistent identity right now. But if there is one area of the Titans' defense that they could exploit, what do you think that might be? Well, I, I think it's hard to just pinpoint one. I, I think it all revolves around that offensive line and. The Colts have some horses up front. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Kelly, Quentin Nelson, you know, Costanzo. These guys uh, are are really good. And even the right tackle, was it Braden Smith is his name? Yeah, Braden Smith, yeah. He's a solid player as well. So you have a nice group. I say all that to say, hey, run the football. I think if you ask me what the identity of the Colts is, they still are a running team. Mm -hmm. Frank Wright is always going to, emphasize the, the rushing attack. And that's something I remember from covering the Eagles when he was there in, in Philly. I remember he used to say that all the time. And it was funny because he would get up there and he'll throw his fist and say, you know, it's about going out and smacking somebody in the mouth. And that's what the Colts want to do. So when you have the offensive line, I think that's something that they can take advantage of. The Titans have had a bit of a struggle against the run. Um, you look at what Dalvin Cook was able to do 
Um, the Jaguars with, with James Robinson, there are multiple times where they ran the football well, especially right up the middle, which is something that the Bengals did well. So I, I think that's one thing that they could attack just to kind of meet force with force because the Titans are going to look to run the football. It's going to be a physical game. So what better way to live up to the physicality than running the football? At the same time, they do an outstanding job of protecting Phillip Rivers. Now, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to go against the blitz, you know, because that's something that the Ravens were able to do. Yeah. And they got Rivers to move, and he doesn't want to move from that spot. He mm-hmm. wants to stand there and deliver the ball down the field. They'll have T.Y. Hilton likely, so that's just a bigger reason for them to want to try to get vertical. But the offensive line, I think, does a really good job of protecting him. I want to see how they go against the blitz because I know there are going to be blitzes coming. I actually, for my whiteboard video, I drew up a, a, a blitz that I think is going to be used. So I, that's a good matchup. Yeah, I I, I think they're uh, – well, them not having Jack Doyle likely, that could hurt a bit because, yeah. you know, they, they like to do a lot with him and Mo Alley-Cox when it comes to blocking. But and, Trey Burke's no slouch now. No, absolutely not. But he – him and Mo Alley Cox, luckily they've they've both been able to contribute in the passing game and as blockers. So they're very fortunate there if, if they're not getting all they can from from Jack Doyle. And I think you make a good point. I think they're aching for a big rushing performance because we know that's what they want their identity to be. It's just they haven't really been able to establish that. So that's kind of encouraging on that end to, to see that that may be where they can can take advantage. Um, looking at this betting line right now, uh, before I before we hopped on here, I saw it was Titans uh, favored by point. Do mm-hmm. you agree with that? And is, if there's one particular area of this Colts team that would make you feel most comfortable from a Titans perspective, what is it? Yeah, I I think under normal circumstances, you always get a home team three points, right? Mm-hmm. It, it opened up at, at minus two. The, the Colts getting two points, but it's adjusted some. I, I, I agree with that because these teams are so even. I, I don't care what the record is. There's a game difference, you know, in, a, in the win-loss column. I don't care about that. These teams are, are very even and they're very similar. So I could see anywhere from a push to a point being, being suitable. As far as what to attack, that's what's so interesting to me about this Colts team. I don't know if there is a particular area to attack. These guys are so good against the run, number two in the NFL. And then on top of that, you look at big Forrest Buckner up there with with Darius Leonard and and Julian Blackman, you have to give him his credit. Um, Kenny Young, you you look at some of the other corners, Rockison. I I would normally say, hey, attack the, the, the pass defense, but they're pretty solid there too. So I don't think there's really one area. You just have to just come out and, okay, if I could say one thing, it would be play action. That popped into my mind just now, attacking with play action. But that's essentially the MO for the Titans against whatever defense. You look at most of their big plays, they've come off of play action. So I would say that's a way that they could attack. But there's, I don't think there's really necessarily a weakness on that defense. Yeah, I, I think obviously any team – whether they're containing Derrick Henry or not has to respect him because the the Colts have done a good job against him for the most part of some games, but then he'll hit that 40 yard run out of nowhere. You know, he's, he's, 
yeah, he's he's a 60 minute guy. You, you got to contain him that whole time. Uh, but that's all I've got for you tonight, Teron. Uh, hopefully you get some rest on Friday after a long Thursday night for us. But uh, thanks so much for joining me. No problem, man. And as for the rest, that that will come. I'm just excited to cover a primetime game. You know, yeah. we as, as the AFC South uh, reporters, we don't necessarily get to do that as much. So it's, it's uh, a great opportunity. Yeah, you are right. We're, we're waiting for the Colts to get some primetime home games coming up sometime. <laughs> but yeah, you have a good one, man. Thanks again. Thanks. You too. Appreciate it. Thanks again to Teron for joining me this week. I finally met him in person last year in the press box at Lucas Oil Stadium, and he is just genuinely a good dude. Titans fans, you've got yourself a good one there. Please be sure to follow Teron on Twitter at tdavenport underscore NFL and on ESPN.com's Titans page. Now for some background info on this game here. Uh, It's, of course, on Thursday, November 12th at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Uh, It's an 8 o'clock kick. It's going to be on Fox, and it's called by Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, Aaron Andrews, and Christina Pink. It's also going to be on Amazon Prime Video, called by Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer. On the radio locally, it's on WFNI and WLHK with Matt Taylor, Rick Venturi, Lara Overton, and Bill Brooks. It's also on Westwood One Radio with Tom McCarthy and Tony Baselli. All time, the Colts are 34-16 and against the Titans, including 0-for-1 in the playoffs. The Colts have won three of the last four matchups dating back through 2018. The Titans' individual stats leaders... And passing, it's Ryan Tannehill with 1,981 yards. Rushing, it's, of course, Derrick Henry with 843 yards. He's actually second in the league in rushing behind Dalvin Cook. Uh, Receiving, their leader is A.J. Brown with 457 yards. Touchdowns, you guessed it, Derrick Henry with 8. Tackles, it's Jayon Brown with 65. Their sack leader is Harold Landry with just 2.5. And interceptions, both Malcolm Butler and Amani Hooker have two. Now some of the key statistical areas that the Titans rank as a team. They are first in the NFL in turnover differential at plus 10. They're second in the NFL in red zone efficiency at 80%, but they're second to last in red zone defense at 79.3%. They're tied for fourth in interceptions thrown with just three. They're tied for fourth in takeaways with 14. They're 6th in running the ball at 147.6 yards per game and 7th in scoring at 29 points per game. They are 8th on 3rd down at 46.4% and they're tied for 3rd on 4th down at 80%. They're also tied for 8th in sacks allowed with 12. They're 10th in total offense at 384.6 yards per game and 25th in total defense at 394.1. So, you know, good offense, struggling defense. They're also 27th against the pass, allowing 275 yards per game, and they're 29th in sacks. They have just 10 so far. They are dead last against their downs, allowing 55.4%, and they're 26th against fourth downs at 72.7%. Some potential milestones in this one. Uh, Colts quarterback Phillip Rivers Rivers needs just four passing yards to pass Dan Marino for the fifth most passing yards in NFL history. 
Uh, Marino has 61,361. So Rivers should get that really with his first pass on Thursday. So really not a watch on that one. It's just when. And then T.Y. Hilton needs one touchdown to pass Dallas Clark for the 11th most touchdowns in Colts franchise history. Clark has 46. Uh, now, hopefully it looks good that T.Y. can play on uh, on Thursday. We'll get to that here in a second. And uh, that's actually going to be covered here in the main storylines. We start out with injuries. Uh, Jack Doyle with a concussion is almost certainly out. He's yet to practice in uh, in this week. And then, of course, they won't practice Wednesday. So if you can't practice, that's one step in the concussion protocol. Uh, T.Y. Hilton has been out with a groin injury, but he was logged as a full participant in practice both days. So hopefully he should play. As for the Titans, wide receiver Adam Humphreys, like Jack Doyle, has a concussion and has not practiced this week. And starting right tackle Dennis Kelly has not practiced yet either with a knee injury. Colts roster moves this week. They signed wide receiver DeMichael Harris to the 53-man roster from the practice squad. Harris, of course, has had a couple nice performances, including last week against the Ravens. Uh, as far as my understanding, he now has been uh, flipped between the practice squad and active roster the maximum amount of times this year. So he is on the roster for good. If if they kick him or if they you know wave him from the roster, they can't then just sign him to the practice squad. I might be wrong, but that's how I, I feel like I read it today. Uh, they also signed Darius Jackson to the practice squad to cover DeMichael Harris's spot there and waived defensive end Rondell Carter. Could that mean that Kamoko Toure is on his way back this week? We'll see. And then some of the matchups I'm most interested in in this game is Colts left guard Quentin Nelson versus Titans defensive lineman Jeffrey Simmons. These are two just nasty brawler dudes. Uh, Simmons had some nice plays against Quentin last year and vice versa. I also really want to see Colts defensive tackle DeForest Buckner versus Titans left guard Roger Saffold. Colts linebacker Darius Leonard versus Titans tight end Johnny Smith. Uh, Leonard did a good job. Uh, really, the linebackers in general did a good job containing Mark Andrews last year, who's or last week, who's one of the top tight ends in the NFL. Uh, and then I want to see what Titans linebacker Jayon Brown versus the entire Colts offense. Uh, this dude just terrorizes them, it seems, every time they play. So what is he going to do this week? Offensively, I'm looking at a few things here. Uh, first, do we really know what the Colts offense is going to look like on Thursday? Even if they do well, will it be more run-heavy, pass-heavy, or will it be balanced? The Titans haven't done well against the pass, but like Teron also told us, they can be run on. We know the Colts want to get that rolling at some point, so you know what better time than now. As for the run game, what are they going to do with Jonathan Taylor? He's been your starter all year, but each of the last two weeks was unofficially benched or at least put on the back burner after a mistake or slow start. Now, it's been said it was part of the, ro of the rotation, but it just so happens this is a, a newfound rotation after Taylor has started out slow. So, you know, take of that what you will. And to be honest, you know, he had a fumble last week. I'm not even mad about it. He had the ball wrapped up with both arms, but a ball hawk and Marcus Peters was just there to rip it out. I know that was one of Taylor's concerns coming in through the draft, but, you know, most running backs might have fumbled that one. Uh, it's 
it wasn't a bad fumble. As much as each fumble is not good, that one was forgivable. Absolutely. As for the defensive side of the ball, I'm focusing on two big things. First, obviously you've got to play your heart out against Derrick Henry. The Colts usually do pretty well against him for most of the game, but then get popped by some big 40 or 50 yard play. You've got to play him tough for all 60 minutes. He's a grinder and he's just as likely to hit you for a 90 yard touchdown in the fourth quarter as he is in the first. Second, make sure those zones and coverage are tightened up because Ryan Tannehill can kill you. He does very well on bootlegs and throwing on the run. And those pass catchers in A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, and Jonu Smith, they can all make plays after the catch if given much cushion. For fantasy, uh, because of the timing of this game and it being on Thursday, I'm not going to do a full fantasy segment on here this week. Uh, however, stay tuned to allcolts.com this Thursday for my written Colts fantasy breakdown, my boom or busts across the league, and which waiver wire moves I'm making this week. However, if you do have any lineup questions, feel free to shoot them my way on Twitter. I'm more than happy to help you out there. That is all for today, pals. Thanks for being with me. And thanks again to Teron Davenport for dropping some knowledge on us. Please remember to subscribe to the show and rate us on iTunes. We can be found on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Luminary, and more. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Believe in Colts, and me personally at Jake Arthur NFL on Twitter and Facebook, as well as Jake Arthur underscore on Instagram. My written work can be found on Sports Illustrated at AllColts.com. If you have any questions that you'd like me to answer on the show, please send them to me through email at BelieveInColts at gmail.com, or respond when I send out the call for questions on Twitter. This episode was brought to you by Bet Online. If you're interested in advertising on Believe Podcasts, please contact Believe at Believe.com. But if you're interested in advertising just on our show specifically, just shoot me an email. Colts fans, you'll hear from us again Thursday night slash Friday morning following what is hopefully a Colts win in Nashville. Have a great week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.